Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Hermit and Oedipus. Today's show will focus on the Wheel and Kronos Ion. Myth and Tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Viddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so we get to talk about the Wheel of Fortune. <gasps> Woo! We're playing a game today. It sounds it sounds like a game show, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> the, wheel the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel. Well, um... There's so much to talk about <laughs> with the wheel today. I don't even know how I'm going to, like, say it all. So I'm just going to, you know, not say it all, but I'll say as much as I can. Yes. We'll <laughs> get a good amount in there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that if you can understand the wheel, then you're... Um, that it'll open up your your perception of reality and bring you one step closer to enlightenment. Well, then. Um, so I will try very very hard to explain everything that the wheel represents, but I know I'm gonna miss something. <laughs> so, uh, but well, you know, I'll try. Um, and I would like to start off this description by talking about astrology a little bit. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so the wheel of fortune is also sometimes called the wheel of time. It is number 10 in the tarot, mm-hmm. uh, Major Arcana. And, you know, sometimes we, you'll call it just the wheel. I like calling it the wheel. Um, but in the Rider Smith tarot, uh, Rider Waite Smith deck, it is uh, called the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, and it really talks about this idea that for- your fortune can be good and then it'll be bad and then it'll be good again. And it just kind of repeats, goes round and round a circle so does it if there's a difference in the name like the wheel or wheel of fortune or wheel of time is it the same thing is it like the same card essentially yes okay yes uh you know some decks will you know talk about one aspect of the wheel more than others so for example in the dragon tarot it's just called the wheel and there's even and the wheel appears in a book in Mm -hmm. this particular card and um Adivian says, uh, learn to ride with dragons <laughs> in, like, yeah. in the book next to the wheel. And I, I love that they do that because the dragon tarot is all about this concept of like your spiritual dragon guides, <laughs> right? Um, and it's fun. And, uh, but the idea of learning to, to ride with dragons is this idea of l- rolling with the bad times and the good times and mm. learning how to roll with the punches I think is a, a good translation in modern modern conversation yeah right um is it tied to an astrology in this particular like sign you think or no uh not in the dragon tarot um but definitely in the Rider Wade Smith deck there's a lot of there's some astrology symbols going on and um especially if it's going to be called the wheel of time mm-hmm. there's a, a huge astrology connection and uh, if you've ever seen the Wheel of Astrology, it actually is re- like kind of representing this idea of a wheel of time that time repeats throughout a year. That um, the same ideas, emotions, and concepts will occur every single year, you know, like no mo- over and over yeah. again, right? Um, 
and it is it's just such a powerful idea and it's one that's really you know stuck with me um, I personally am a huge fan of astrology and you know not so much for like fortune-telling aspects but more for the way that it affects the way we think <laughs> right and there's so many like symbols that are connected with astrology and that we use every day and we don't even realize it right oh like what um well like libra okay Le yeah yeah libra <laughs> is the sign of scales mm -hmm. and we use this in our judicial system now yeah. you know like uh, true. you've got aries the symbol and the symbol of aries will um will appear on like uh, in in war symbols all the time like in the military you've got the chevrons mm -hmm. right those are technically aries symbols oh, so you okay. have like the more chevrons you have the more aries you have hmm. <laughs> the higher up you are in the ranks hmm. um, it's just it's cool seeing these things um in our reality nowadays um but you know this is, to bring it back to the wheel because there's so much to talk about uh, I'm just going to start describing it. Go for I'm going to start describing this card. Um, okay, so there's a lot of blue colors. There's a lot of blue and yellow is the first things that I see. Mm -hmm. uh, blue, of course, is a color of truth and honesty. Uh, and so essentially reality, right? Uh, and you've got the wheel in the center. And the wheel is divided into eight. Um, you know, you've got your four cardinal areas. And what's interesting about this is if you look at the symbols underneath um, the wheel, you have, you can, the first one that comes up to me is uh, the symbol for Aquarius at the bottom. And it, you know, the two wavy lines, that's a symbol for mm -hmm. Aquarius. And then uh, after that, you have, uh, on, the, on the left, you have Leo, which is interesting, um, you know, because if you were to look at this as a compass, that would be the sun. So it's kind of like the sun rising in the east. But normally, Leo is opposite Aquarius. And then you have Taurus at the top. Um, and then you have on the right, I actually, you know, I'm not, not entirely sure what symbol this is. It looks like a triangle, but it has a little um, line underneath of it. So if I am to uh, rearrange it according to with the line on the bottom, because normally a line symbolizes to look at it from this perspective. Okay, yeah. Um, it looks like a triangle, which in alchemy would be a symbol for fire. But I think that the symbol is older than alchemy. <laughs> right? Older uh, than alchemy. Older than alchemy, mm. right? Um, and I think that the symbol is actually a, a t the representation for the tail of Scorpio. Uh, and Because on the tail of, of the Scorpio symbol, there is a triangle. And I think mm. that that's what this triangle is symbolizing as well, because then you have all four of the fixed signs, uh, Leo, Aquarius, Tauros, and Scorpio. Can you also, is it also one of each of the elements, like water, earth, air, and fire? We do have that. Um, surprisingly, Aquarius actually is a symbol, uh, is a sign of air, <laughs> even though he's the water bearer. Okay. Um, and yeah, so if I were to look at these as... Uh, yeah, like as, as the the symbols as well, then, you know, it could be like Taurus is definitely an earth symbol. And then we've got this like water fire type sign and then uh, a water air type sign. And then Leo is normally just fire, but uh, the sun can represent many things as well as like can represent life. 
Okay, so just talking about those symbols, on the outside of the wheel, there's like, there's some runes. I don't really know what runes mean, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm not, I'm not very well versed in runes, so it might be the kind of thing that people want to look into, uh, especially if you have an interest in runes. Um, on top of the wheel, there is a sphinx that is sitting there, and the sphinx is also blue. Uh, and the sphinx is also holding a sword. And the sword, like when we talk about the sword suit, we'll, we'll discuss this in more depth, but the swords normally represent like cutting away lies um, to reveal truth. So the fact that the sphinx is both blue and holding a sword very much is emphasizing this idea of truth and reality. Um, on the sphinx's left, or I'm going to say on when the viewer's right, right, you have a, uh, you have a, a phoenix who is holding a book. Actually, all the creatures in the four corners are all holding books, um, mm. which is all kind of telling you you need to... It, it is written. It has been <laughs> written, and you also need to do some research. Um, so the phoenix, of course, represents new birth, life after death. Uh, you know, is a, very much a symbol of cyclical life and death patterns in that all ends lead to new beginnings, and all beginnings um, are the result of ends. Right, uh, which is very prominent in the wheel. Mm. Uh, uh, in the bottom right corner, you have a lion, and it is a lion that is relaxed, which does mean something, uh, because you know we talked about the symbols of the lion and how does the lion appear is normally very prominent. So you have a lion who's winged, and he's also reading a book. Uh, then you have the. Uh, then you have the uh, bull. bull, yeah, in the left corner. <laughs> uh, you know, once again, reinforcing these concepts of Leo and Tauros as well, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. uh, so you have Tauros, who is also reading. Uh, and then in the top left corner, you have an angel or a person who is reading. And you, you told me that, uh, actually, I've already, I've gotten some spoilers <laughs> for today's show. I'm really excited uh, that... All three of these symbols actually appear in, in Kronos. Yeah, they're going to um, come back. They're going to come back very soon, yeah. Uh, two more symbols that appear is that you have a snake along the left side of the wheel, and I think it's Anubis on the underside towards the right of the wheel. And this is, like, you don't really know how the wheel is turning, but it looks kind of like it's turning counterclockwise. If you were to follow oh, yeah. the way that the snake is pointed and the mm -hmm. way Anubis is pointed. And so it's kind of interesting to have this idea of uh, you have the snake pulling you down, right? So mm -hmm. this is this is kind of the Western idea perceptions of the snake um, being one of temptation, one of, um, one of fear mm -hmm. almost. And it's pulling you down towards the bottom of the wheel. And then Anubis, who's actually like the guide and the Lord of um, the Underworld. Lord of the Underworld. Yeah. Uh, he actually brings you back up, which I think mm. is interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, Anubis can also be like a demon because he's he's all he's colored in red, and normally Anubis isn't colored in red, so he kind of looks like a little devil creature. <laughs> I just <laughs> okay, you know he kind of looks like a little devil creature. Um, so he kind of looks like the mischievous part and how and I think he probably represents some of the uh the pain and suffering that might occur when you are on the on the lower side of the wheel mm -hmm. um and then when you're you finally get back to the top of the wheel with the sphinx 
um, you have this true idea of uh, reality, right? You have this this concept of uh, everything working out, and you know, uh, but also that you understand everything. And when you're on top of the world, you really do get this sense of pride, almost like, right? Oh, yeah. I know everything. Oh, everything's working out for me. Hmm, la di da, right? Um, but the lesson of the wheel is that you will never be on top forever. Mm. Staying mm. on top is not something that happens. Um, you know, you'll you'll be on top sometimes, and sometimes you'll fall, and you'll be on the bottom. But when, but you know, that's also part of it is that when you're on the bottom, it's not going to last forever. Uh, it's a really powerful idea too to get you through hard times. I think because this understanding that joy isn't permanent and neither is despair and that you you cycle between them over and over again so when you would get this in a reading for someone would mm-hmm. you say that they are like it, it's not really I guess clear where in the cycle they are or it's just saying that they are it's normally a reminder that nothing lasts forever okay uh but it can also be a bit of a warning right so it's normally like, it's not so much a warning as justice is, mm-hmm. which we'll discuss more next week. Yeah. It's, it's not so much a warning the way, in the same way that justice is. The wheel talks more about karma, like that things will come back oh, to you, okay. things will come full circle, uh, and that everything repeats. Mm. Right? So mm. this is really the lesson of repetition and cycles and life cycles. Okay. Yeah. Right? Uh, and that's such a powerful thing I don't even know how to like I don't even know how to describe it in in its full uh the the full length that it deserves (laughs) uh yeah so to bring this back to or maybe I don't know something I I had written down time is not linear but cyclical Cyclical. exactly every beginning has an end every end has a beginning yeah uh, and it's and one leads to the next right Mm. uh but this concept that time is cyclical is really well represented in astrology. And we so often just think of things as being linear and like a linear progression, Mm -hmm. um, or even like a staircase that we're slowly getting better and better and better. And um, every step of the way we, you know, oh, you look back at your past self and you've come so far, et cetera, et cetera. The wheel is actually very much against that Hmm. concept. It's saying, you know, you were great before and you will be great again. And you you were awful before, and you will be awful again. <laughs> it will come back, and uh, the best thing we can do is learn how to deal with that in um, in better ways, so that we can perhaps surpass the lower parts of the wheel, or deal with the lower parts of the wheel in um, in in wiser ways than perhaps we did in the past. And that would be where uh, that would be the best way to grow. Okay. Right. So this concept that you will always be on top now that you've surpassed, you know, some great achievement, like now that you've achieved some sort of great success, um, you know, the wheel is kind of saying, hey, you know, it's not going to last forever. Hmm. It's kind of, I think it was referenced also in Romeo and Juliet when they, when Romeo and Juliet meet and they, you know, plan to get married, they actually reference saying, oh, we're on top of the wheel of fortune which is a foreshadowing of Mm -hmm. you know the fact that it they only have 
downward to go from there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Saying you're <laughs> on top of the so. wheel is not always the best place to be. <laughs> so saying I'm on top of the world yeah. is not, not always great. Because then it means, you know, you only have down to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> down, downhill, right? Mm. Um, yeah, so the, the wheel can be a warning, but it's normally a reminder. Okay. I would say. Hmm. Very yeah. neat. Okay, so let uh, tell me a bit about Kronos and, okay. and these symbols that we've and described. Yeah. yeah, so it's funny because I definitely took the wheel to have more to do with time and, mm-hmm. again, the cyclical nature. And so that's why I decided to talk about Kronos. But, and I'm, I know that I'm pronouncing this incorrectly because it's the C-H, C-H-R- O N O S. So it's like okay. it's like a Kronos. Kronos as a as opposed to Kronos <laughs> as just a K. Um, so Kronos with a K, I guess I'll refer to him, is a Titan god of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but time as that like destructive and all devouring force. Yeah. Whereas Kronos with a CH is Kronos. Kronos <laughs> is the primordial god of time. So it's this, it's a different kind of aspect. Like he is time himself, I guess, as mm. opposed to being like the god of time. Yeah. Um, it's kind of convoluted, but it's kind of cool. Um, so, so god of time versus being time. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So if you are time, you don't. You're not exactly good or bad. Like you're not. Yeah. It's just that's just what it is. So mm-hmm. in some instances, he's an incorporeal god. So again, when we think of him just as time itself. Um, otherwise, he's seen as a serpentine form with three heads. One. Of oh my a, goodness! Right, one of a man, one of a bull, and one of a lion, and he has wings on his shoulders. So as soon as I saw the wheel, I like flipped. <laughs> okay, so you have the snake, you have the bull, the lion, and a man, and all three of these these symbols are are winged. Yeah, That's it's crazy. It's just like crazy coincidence. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't know. I think that they knew what they were doing when they made this card. Right. I think they did. It's so cool. Um, and there's actually this really cool mosaic. I will post it on our Facebook group. Um, but it's a Greco-Roman mosaic where Kronos. Sometimes he's also referred to as Kronos Ion. Yeah. So A I O N. Um, and Ion means eternity personified. Ooh. Which is pretty. So that's why I, I think too, with like the wheel being like everlasting. Almost. Yeah, it has no. It really doesn't have doesn't a beginning an or an end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so in the in this uh, mosaic, there's it's an image of a wheel. Um, that has the astrological signs or like the zodiac signs inscribed on it and the Kronos is shown as a man in this or sorry Ion is and he's mm-hmm. holding this wheel of zodiac like a wheel of time like the wheel it's of the so astrology cool. wheel yeah and being the wheel of time yeah there there is something deeper in here there totally yeah. is there definitely is um, unfortunately there's no there's not a lot of myths associated with him in particular so mm-hmm. I don't have too much more to talk about him um, he is found in the Orphic fragments however and his parents are Gaia I, I keep referring to he again it's just there's a he and she. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just it. Um, so they're, maybe I'll just say they're, they're like playing. The feminine form of of Kronos is Gaia? Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. Oh, okay, good. No, no, no. <laughs> just, no, no, no. I gotta make sure. Sorry. 
Um, but okay, so his Kronos's parents again. Now we're we're just talking about the Ch Kronos mm-hmm. is Gaia and Hydros, and Hydros is water. So literally, times you know if you want to quote unquote parents are earth and water. Oh, cool. So yeah, it's really really neat. So it's like out of that comes time. Um, and he has three children: um, Aether, which is light; mm-hmm. Chaos; and Erebos, which is darkness. So light, darkness, chaos is all coming from time, I guess. Just light, kind of... darkness, and chaos. Chaos, yeah. Oh and... man, I could go. I could talk about physics with this, right? I could uh, talk about entropy with that one. I know. And so who he had him with though was oh, I'm not gonna say An Anan K, which is the goddess of necessity, compulsion, and inevitability. Well, that definitely seems very much related to time as well. Yeah. Is that inevitability. Right. One thing you can be sure of is death and taxes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, jeez. Okay. So cool. Um, I love that Kronos' child is chaos. Yeah. So much. Because, like, okay, the sec... I'm just going to... I'm going to go a little nerd on you guys. Um... The second law of thermodynamics is that entropy increases with time uh, and that you can't, so that you can't unbreak an egg, for Mm, example. mm -hmm. So this idea that future states of time must be more chaotic than present states uh, and and that that is, and I've always liked to, you know, think about it a little, one step further, uh, much to the dismay of my physics professors um, <laughs> that uh, perhaps time is being pulled forward by this sense of chaos Whoa. that uh, a, a more chaotic state is inevitable mm-hmm. therefore it is what is driving us forward in time <laughs> jeez louise I all right know. uh yeah i love physics <laughs> no and i love that you love physics yeah. i just so suck at science and it just uh, like goes way over my head well, but I think it's okay really, really that's that's more on the verge of pseudoscience just to be clear but like just you know ideas yeah. i like ideas yeah. <laughs> well another idea so like i said this is coming from the orphic fragments um there's another I guess, myth by Hesiod, like a creation story mm-hmm. where everything came from chaos. So chaos is first, and then out of chaos came, like, Gaia and... Oh, sugar. I know I know it's Gaia, <laughs> Eros, and another one. Did I not? Mm. Oh, oh, Tartarus. That's the other one. There Tartarus. we go. So it's like the Earth, the underworld, and Eros, which is the force the of attraction. Or, oh, so gravity, Ooh. literally, like, because if you think of, it's the force of attraction. So it's, like, yeah, gravity. I thought, I thought gravity oh, cool. was is a that? much newer concept. This is, okay, so that will get into my Thunder Bitty kind of a little bit, because it, it it's not, and that's what, I don't know. That's it's amazing. So cool. Okay, well, are we time for Thunder Bitty? Because I, I want to hear really that right now. Today. Okay, no, we're we good. Okay. It's time. It's time. All right, so. Tell me about how... Tell me about how gravity or the concept of gravity existed before. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're so excited. I'm like, I don't know that I'm much so about excited. it. Yeah. But basically, um, he see it. He was writing in like the later 8th century BC. So say like, I don't know, like 725 BC. Okay. So again, um, part of what he wrote was the creation myths. And in this, like I said, he said... It's basically who came from whom, and da 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 da, and it's a lot of sex and just propagation, just every, yeah, everything yeah. is just, it, but not not sex in a way of 
fertility. Let's just say okay. that. Okay. It's in a sense of fertility. And so it is really cool that, and it's just a way for their, them to get the concepts that we have now. Like we know about gravity and we have all these scientific methods that they didn't have then. But at the same point, the way that they explained it is through their gods and through their creation. Myth. Yes. So yeah. again, like, like saying with Eros. Oh, there I did write it down. See? <laughs> Good job. Thank you. I'm Good job, Caspity. Down somewhere. Caspity <laughs> knew what she was doing. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. I just get, I guess I get frustrated when people think that the Greeks were like weird or dumb or we know so much more than they did. Oh my gosh. This is totally that and... linear staircase persona of time. Mm-hmm. But really, it's cyclical. Yes. We just come back full circle and have to relearn everything all over again yes over and over again over and over again but maybe in different ways like yeah. slightly different ways mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. maybe wiser we, let's maybe ho- let's hopefully ho- let's hope let's hope we can be wiser <laughs> but really so. who knows <laughs> who, yeah who knows so uh, so the Greeks talked about uh, gravity more as a sense of attraction, like yeah. So it's like, this idea of like a force of attraction. So okay. eros. So some people think that like a sexual attraction. Yeah. So, so some people yeah. think about it that way because eros can also be a son of Aphrodite. Okay. And so yeah. So in and Cupid, you've, like you know the like, okay. The, yeah. So there's the a lot of love and attraction. And so, it's, so it's attraction, but it doesn't. But it's not just like sexual attraction or it's that just, sort of thing. It's literally just bodies. Coming together, things, things, things anything, coming anything together, coming, together, coming together, a force of attraction, yes. if you will, way before Newton. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like this is pro. This is where I think it is. This is probably why it's so important, and like maybe that's why in this in one of the prominent symbols, there it appears four times in the Wheel of Fortune is a book, mm-hmm. and that we do need to look on our past mm-hmm. in order to prepare for our future. Yeah. Right. Um. So I studying history. This is like my my props out to history is so yeah. important and helpful so that way we don't make the same mistakes or that we can learn even more and further ourselves. Exactly. We're not just better because we have like iPhones and <laughs> computers. Um, like it is so important as if you are going to look at like if you are going to look at the wheel of fortune from a divinatory perspective, mm-hmm. it really does represent this idea that the past will repeat itself in the future. And that the best way to prepare for the future is to look back on the past um, and hopefully be able to see what's coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that's very much prominent in astrology. Like, I, I mentioned that I'm not too familiar with, like, the, you know, future telling parts of astrology and all that. I'm more just interested in the, the way it affects us and the symbols, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, but, like... This idea that you you need to look at the past, you need to see the patterns and know how to prepare for them. And that's what makes you wiser for the next time you end up at the bottom of the wheel. Uh, And that's what's going to help you get out from the bottom of the wheel and return to the top. Uh, And it's inevitable that you will go around the wheel Again and again. Again and again. Um, And, you know, and and it'll happen in your own personal lives. It'll happen in your uh, immediate circle of family and friends. It'll happen. um, It it can happen to larger communities as well, or even the whole darn planet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's the idea, is that you have ideas, concepts, anything that's happened in the past, you can expect it to happen again in the future. Uh, and what All an amazing right. idea th- yeah. to see this this that force of attraction that 
you know, repeated multiple times in the past as well. Uh, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm so thrilled uh, to think of. I try to bring up the things this. I know. Like, I know, yeah. yeah, I know what you're gonna, how you're gonna find fun. I try to bring it up um, if I can. Okay, so that was that was our, our rant for it today. That was wasn't it? it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We've got a couple minutes left. Oh, we on do. Our, on our I know. Like I said, I did. There's no real like myths or those mm-hmm. sorts of stories. Like, I, I mean, I can talk more about creation myths another time because um, it is quite extensive and there are a lot of gods and it can be very confusing. Um, but the thing that I find interesting, I don't know if I've mentioned that yet or not, that how the Greeks got Greek gods exist within creation, mm-hmm. whereas the Judeo-Christian god he exists outside of his creation. So yeah. I really like I don't know I personally like the idea of gods existing within the creation. It it is cool that the, nice. the gods within the Greek um, belief system have their own creation myths mm-hmm. associated with them. Like, I remember when we were talking about Athena uh, emerging from Zeus's head, yeah. and, like, it kind of adds to uh, the meaning of that god or Definitely, goddess, right? Yeah. When you know where Knowing they their, came from, their, their origins. Or- yeah, um, exactly. That is really So it's cool. not just, they're not just there because they're all omnipotent and can do everything and anything. Yeah. We can see, we can trace it back and see where they came from and how, and I like looking at them and what's interesting is that a lot of the time the children will have aspects of the parents and you can see that you can see that with people now and you can see that like throughout time and so I think that that's really neat again we're talking about how like light and chaos and darkness came from time I don't know it's just really cool I think it's cool oh so good okay um so if I were to give you kind of like a an uh, advice if a wheel appears in yes. in uh, in your tarot I would say um, it, like if it were to appear as kind of a warning it would it would say something along the lines of like something un- unexpected might happen okay right um, so like s- something unexpected might happen but really you can see it coming mm. right mm. Uh, and it's this idea that nothing if you know how to look and where to look nothing is really that unexpected uh and it is possible to prepare for future events and uh a huge part of that is to be aware of where you are on the wheel as well um are you on the way down are you on the way up are you on top are you on the bottom and you know it's not it's not necessarily pleasant to know you're on the way down but if you are on the way down then you know how to then you have that advantage of being able to prepare exactly, for it. Yeah. If you know you're on the bottom, you can know that things are going to turn better and things yeah. are going to start turning around, right? And when you're on the top, you can enjoy being on the top mm-hmm. um, and also, you know, kind of keep a bit of that humility um, and try to remember what it was like to be on the bottom and, you know, that understand that others might not be where you are yeah. as well, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about with the wheel, um, but it looks like we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ah, uh, geez, so much to say. Okay, no. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Again, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. Um, you can also leave us a review and some stars on iTunes or Google Play. It would be much appreciated. Um, once again, we are also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can do so by just pledging $1 per episode. That's it. We will um, be eternally grateful. Eternally grateful and all of that our That gratitude love. will come back over and over again. Yeah. Like the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, if you would like to get in touch with us, as always, we are mythterralove at gmail.com or you can message me on social media at Biddy Diana um, or join our Facebook group, the Myth Terra Love Podcast. And yeah. yeah. Uh, we... So next week, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about justice. Ugh. And uh, who are we going to talk about with Justice? DK. Ooh. Which is the goddess of justice. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds very <laughs> ap- uh, very apropos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so our parting words for today, once again, are coming from the American Tarot Association. And they said this. When times are bad or when times are good, always keep in mind that they won't last forever. If you struggle against the wheel, it will crush you. So roll along with it. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, we do live music here. Stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above.